Alright guys, this week I'm back at you with another Scarathon. This time it's just me. But, I have five spooky stories, or creepy stories, or scary stories, whatever kind of stories they may be to you. Um, from when I was younger, and I'm gonna tell them to you right now. So, uh, we're gonna go ahead and get into this. So let's go. Question of the week is, do you have any creepy, spooky, scary experiences? Are they like, let's not meet experiences with like a creep? Are they ghost stories? Whatever they are, tell them to me. I'm interested. And if they creep me out enough, I may even read them on the show with your permission, of course. So uh, let me know. Alright, so before we get into the spooky stories, I'm going to catch you up on what's going on in my life currently. I feel like I'm out of my funk. I had a couple good days and I'm hoping this doesn't jinx it. I'm just happy to be having some better days. I've been caught up on my cleaning. I've been able to take the kids out places and they've been doing really well. Like, for a while we were just not in a good place, none of us. And so I feel like we're starting to come out of that now. And I'm really happy and doing a lot better. And today I had time to do not only do the cleaning, but to take the kids out and do the cleaning and had enough energy to do all of it. I'm surprised at myself. So, um, yeah. Woohoo! Woohoo! I know, I'm, I'm, I've been keeping up on my gratitude journal. We're going to a, to like a carnival, um, next week. So, I'm excited. I'm excited. So, um, I'll let you know how everything goes and let you know if I jinxed this or not, but I don't know. Anyways, since we're talking about creepy spooky stories, I'm going to have a creepy spooky word from our sponsors. Just kidding, it's me reading you another ad for Anchor because when is it not? Thank you, Editing Shelby, for that lovely ad from Anchor, and now we're going to get on to our stories. Um, so here we go. I'm going to start in chronological order. Alright, so this first story I have for you comes from my days of going to church camp as a kid, or Bible camp, or summer camp, whatever you want to call it. So real quick, real quick, just for context. Um... Church camp usually lasted about five days. It was Monday through Friday. Your parents would drop you off on Monday and pick you up on Friday, essentially. And it was actually, it's funny, it's just past the town I live in now if you go out a little ways. Um, and it actually burned down a couple years ago. But back then the rules were like, you had active, different, you had four groups. Four different colored groups, like green, yellow, blue, and red, usually. And sometimes if there was enough kids, they had five and would make like an orange team, but whatever. Anyways, um, we were not allowed, we were busy doing activities usually, but for a couple of hours during the day, they would leave us to like free time, free play, kind of wander around, do whatever you want. But even on free play and all that kind of stuff, you were not allowed to, like, pretty much leave the campus of the summer camp. You weren't allowed to, like, take off 
on your own. Um, and one day there was a group of friends and I, um, one of them was actually the kid from when I was guruing the playground or whatever, um, the zip line at the Funworks playground, um, with him. It was that kid, um, him, me, and then like another girl who I'm going to call Samantha and his brother. So we'll call the guys. Kenny and John, Kenny and John and Samantha. So Kenny, John, Samantha, and I all get together and we're just like wandering around because they had this big sports field out there. So we're wandering around out in this big sports field, just talking, hanging out as kids do at summer camp during free time. And we see this like trail, like off to the side. It's basically out of bounds because camp counselors can't see us over there and there's no camp counselors or no other kids out in this field. So we thought, you know what, why not just go on this trail? Even though we're not supposed to, let's do it. So I remember taking the trail and it kind of went up this side of like this hill. And as we're walking, we're looking out and not even really a hill, but not a mountain. It's kind of, it's like a ledge. It went up on this ledge and around this like mountain hill thing, it took you up into these other hills where there was this other camp. And I remember looking out from the ledge over our camp and thinking, wow, like nobody knows we're out here. So if we get lost, like how will they find us? Not only was that a weird thought, but when we wandered into the other summer camp, we realized that it is a bunch of like middle-aged people. Um, most of them are non-English speaking, so I don't know, but I remember they're doing like these different sports things because they were on a basketball court type thing and it was paved and... We're watching them and they're in this thing where they're like having to hold a basketball between their legs and try to run backwards with the basketball between their legs. I don't know what game they were playing, um, but then when they got to the end of the thing where they're running with the basketball, they would pass it to someone else and that someone else had to do something else to get it to someone else. You know what I mean? Like a relay race kind of. And we're watching this and we're just like off to the side watching this and we're not like hiding or anything. So they, they saw us and everything. And as we're watching this all go down, the people are running backwards. We see one of them, one of them, a man trip and fall backwards and land on his head. And it, everyone just went silent at first, including us, because we didn't know like how to react. He, he was laying there and he was like talking and he was like kind of yelling because obviously if you land in your head, that hurts. He sits up and we notice there's just blood coming all down the back of his head, all down the back of his shirt. And we're just like, what the fuck? So all of a sudden there, everybody's like yelling and there's just chaos ensuing. And finally, one adult comes to us and starts talking to Kenny and is telling Kenny like, Hey, like, where are you from? Where are you from? Are you from that summer camp down there? Do you guys have like a nurse? Like you need to go get them, blah, blah, blah. And they're like yelling at us. So from there, we basically took, Kenny was like, come on guys. And we just took off running down the trail. Luckily the same trail. Cause there was a couple different ones and we weren't even sure we were on the right one. We were, we just ran 
and running as fast as we can down this ledge, down to the summer camp to find our nurse. Her name was Miss Bev. And we found her and we were like, Miss Bev, like we were on this trail and then we found this camp and a guy fell on his head and blah, blah, blah. And we're like trying to tell her what happened, essentially telling on ourselves, but also kind of like helping this dude. So we get her and we take her back the trail, through the trail. Um, and as we're getting to the entrance of the trail, the, there's a group of people essentially just carrying this guy down the trail that we went down to our camp and I remember her having them carry him to this like sitting area in our camp and sitting him down and coming with her first aid kit to like stitch him up or like look at his head whatever and we're all sitting there watching and she keeps asking us questions like what happened what happened because these people barely speak English if anything so we're like trying to tell her like they were playing a game and he like fell and all this stuff and like basically that's like the only thing we knew we knew nothing else we didn't know his name we didn't know who he was so she's like okay well um you guys like once we told her what we needed to tell her she asked us to like go do what we needed to do and they basically called an ambulance for this guy and had him taken away and that was the last we heard of it, except for the the group of people was all standing around with the nurse talking or trying to talk because um, they were trying to figure out what was going on. And she was also trying to figure out what was going on because they didn't speak English and she couldn't speak the language they spoke. So um, she was just trying to tell them, like, he's going to a hospital, like, it'll be okay. But they're, like, still freaking out. Um I don't know. And from there, I just remember like we went off and did our did our thing like the rest of our church camp day and I never heard anything about it again. So I'm hoping the man was okay. I mean, there is a hospital out here, but it's quite a ways away from where this occurred. So I mean, I'm pretty sure he was okay, but like I don't actually know for sure because I never heard of it again. Okay, you guys, so growing up, especially as a teen in, uh, in my early 20s, I walked everywhere, like literally everywhere. I didn't have a car. My parents didn't buy me one when I was 16. I walked everywhere, and if I couldn't walk there, I had to either get a ride or take the bus. So I was no stranger to, you know, getting catcalled on the street or having guys creep creep on me and pull up on the street and like follow me in their car. I was no stranger to that. That had happened to me multiple times already when this story occurred, um, or incident, I should say, when this incident occurred. Um, this day I happened to be about 17 years old, I believe. I was going to meet, and if you've heard the scammer story, you will have heard possibly like a gloss over of this. Um, we had planned to meet up at Starbucks, so I got dressed I get to the end of my street, literally am not even off my street, and a truck pulls up on the road, almost hitting me, by the way, because I was walking in the road because I'm an idiot, but there, my street was a dead end, so there was never any traffic, and there wasn't really sidewalks, all the front lawns came like right out to the road, so I had nowhere else to walk but in the road, um, but yeah, almost hitting me. 
and a man rolls his window down and says, it's hot out here. Do you want to ride? And I said, no, I'm okay. And he, he just repeats again, do you want to ride? And I just told him, no, thanks. I'm okay. Are, are you sure though? Like, do you want to ride? No, I'm okay. Thank you. And for like five minutes, it goes back and forth like this. Do you want to ride? Do you want to ride? Are you sure? Are you sure? Do you want to ride? Are you sure? It's hot outside. Do you want to ride? Are you sure? And I finally just said, no, thank you. And like started walking away. And then he kind of just like rode down my street, pulled a U-turn and pulled off. So I get to the Starbucks and as I'm crossing the street to get to the Starbucks, he pulls down the street again past me and is like hella staring. And I'm like, dude, what is your issue? Like, leave me alone. Um, but at that point I got really freaked out and of course Scamber stood me up. So I sat at the Starbucks for a little while cause I was kind of scared. Like what if he was still driving around the area? I don't want to just immediately walk home after all that. So plus I wanted to sit and wait for my friend, but I was probably there a good hour just hoping he was just like gone. And he was, he finally was. But on the way home, I did get caught cat called by construction workers, which was also kind of gross and annoying, but at least they weren't creepy like it. They called, well, it was creepy, but like they weren't creepy like him. They cat called me and when, then once they cat called me, it was over. Like, you know, <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah. And that wasn't even the last time, but that was one of the times that sticks out prominently in my mind, mainly because I was alone and he almost hit me and then he like wouldn't go away like are you okay sir like go away so there was a night that Glorn and I were hanging out and this was right before we started doing girl night adventures. This, in fact, I think was a night we had stayed at my house. Probably the night we even planned out the first girls night adventure, which is on this podcast somewhere. I'm not going to link it, but it's on this podcast somewhere if you want to hear it. It was creepy enough in itself, but um, this night we were sitting in the, in a, in the park we always went to. It's called... Um, Oh, shoot, I can't remember the name of it, but it's next to a school. And I think it's called Eustat Park. No, that's wrong. But um, anyways, we were at our park that we always would go to, like on Girl Night Adventures, the one with our pee table, because we were scared to use the actual bathroom at nighttime. Um, so we're sitting at this table and we're just talking. And one of the, we had our pee table and then we had another table that was like right under a light where we would sit and just talk and like shoot the shit or like have deep conversations where we were like basically doing therapy sessions with each other and like processing our shit. Um, I was around 19 years old when this happened or either just about to turn 19 or I had just turned 19. I can't remember, but we're sitting there and we're talking and out of nowhere, this guy just comes and sits down at our table. Now, please note, it's pretty dark at night. Um, it's fall. 
so it got dark early, but it's pretty dark at night. This is a man we did not know. And he randomly just sat down at our table and starts talking to us and like joins in the conversation like he knew us, like he was already part of it. And we're just like, what the fuck? Because we were talking about, we had a friend who was in a fight with her boyfriend over, she kept a box of stuff from her exes, just like as souvenirs, whatever. And he was upset at her for it. And I was saying that that's not weird because I do that. I don't anymore. I used to have one. I don't anymore. I got rid of it. But I was under the impression of like, that's not weird. I do that. Everybody does that. That's normal. And Lauren was telling me like, no, no, no. Like, I don't have that. It's not normal. Like, and if you're in a new relationship, why do you need to keep all that stuff? Especially in a relationship where you claim to really be in love with this person. Why do you need to keep all that stuff? And now, as an adult, I kind of see her point. Back then, it was just like, but it's so fun to like keep all of the stupid shit from your ex. Now, I look back on it and like, unless it's something really expensive like jewelry or like, um, like you know, things like that. Keeping an old t-shirt of theirs or like a love letter they wrote you. To me, I just don't feel the need for it. Honestly, because the relationship is over, you have the memories of them in your head. You might keep other small little things, like I said, like jewelry or like like a stuffed animal from them or whatever, like, or more expensive things they bought you, you know, different stuff. But like keeping their old clothes is weird. Keeping letters that they wrote you is weird. I mean, I could see keeping one or two pictures of them if there's pictures of you and them together, like with your friends or whatever, that's different because your friends are involved and it's like more than just a memory of just them. But if it's like letters and their old clothes and other stupid shit, like you don't need it. But at the time I was very much into the thing of, but you need to keep it. It's a memory. You need to hold on to everything because it's a memory. It doesn't matter. It's not disrespectful. It's your memories. It's disrespectful to make you get rid of them. And he was, and he basically chimed in siding with her and was like no it's weird like if a girl kept stuff from her exes and was trying to date me I would I would be really creeped out by that I would not like it he I would be mad and we were just like oh who the fuck are you like who the fuck are you sir and he introduced himself as Paul and we introduced ourselves and he continued to sit there and tell us about how he was at a party at his brother's house but he didn't drink at all. And his brother and his brother's friends were attempting to force him to drink and smoke weed with them, even though he didn't want to. And so he ran away from the party and was now hiding from them and needed to sit with us so it looked like he was just a guy sitting with his friends because they were out driving around looking for him. And for some reason... We, number one, not only believed the story, number two, let him do that? Like, just let him sit with us? Like, I mean, if you wanted to come sit with us and talk, dude, just say you want to come sit with us and talk. That's fine. You want to talk to girls? Come talk to girls. That's fine. But looking back, I feel like this was clearly a very made-up story, but literally, like, Everything he would do was 
him either talking about how he was just trying to get away from his brother and his brother's friends because they were fucking being mean to him and all the shit and they were abusive or him flirting with us and I'll be honest Lauren was kind of reciprocating so that may have been why he kept just sitting with us but what I thought was so weird is he would try to hit on me and I clearly would be like nah dude like not reciprocating it and he would still keep trying and I'm like she's reciprocating over there like go over there but then to make matters worse as if we as if we already didn't believe his story every car that drove by he would kind of almost try to duck down closer to the table and then at one point even crawled underneath the table and needed to sit under the table because oh my god that's my brother's car that's my brother's car right there um if they if they say anything to you like don't say i'm under here blah 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 blah. so we're just like what the fuck so we're like looking as this tan car is driving by and we're like looking and First off, it's dark, super dark inside the car, so we can't see who's in it. They're not driving by super slow, they're just driving by, and we're just kind of like, okay, um, okay. And then, we're just like, alright dude, like, they're gone, like, you gonna come out? So he comes out, and continues to tell us more about how his older brother is abusive to him, and all this stuff, and we're like how old are you? And he said, I think he said 21. And we're like, if you're 21, like fight back, stand up for yourself or better yet, you're 21. Do you have a job? Do you have a way to get out? Like, do you have a friend you can go to? Like you can get out of there if it's that bad, dude, it's fine. Like, but every time we try to give him some alternative to it, like go stay with a friend or go find your parents, go do whatever. He's like, Oh, I can't do that because X, Y, and Z. And we're just like, okay, Paul, whatever you say. And then he was just like, just as soon as he walked up there, he waited and talked with us a little longer. And then after that car drove by, I'd say maybe a good 15 minutes, he got up and left just as quickly as he came and sat down and was just like gone. And I'm just like, what the fuck? Okay. So I probably sat there with Lauren for a couple of minutes. And then I started getting this weird feeling of like, what if that whole thing was a ruse? Like, what if that car wasn't really his brother's car? What if somebody out there noticed two girls in a park at nighttime alone, sent out a scout to see what's going on, and now he's walking in the direction of the car, because he was walking in the direction that the car drove to, to meet up with them and come back? And when I told Lauren that, she was just like, oh shit, like, we need to get out of here. So... We got up and we booked it back to my house like as fast as we could and stayed in the rest of the night because that was weird. And uh, Creepy Paul, you were weird. (laughs) I mean, you weren't, it was creepier in the moment. I guess you had to be there, but the whole thing was just like weird. So um, Creepy Paul, please, I'm glad we've never met again so far and I hope we never do again. Thank you. Story number three, you better strap yourselves in because this is probably the longest story I got and there's definitely a twist ending. So just, just listen all the way through. 
So this story takes place again with Glorin. It happened the same summer we met Creepy Paul, just like later on in the summer. So I was definitely 19 by then, I believe. Or no, no. Okay, I was 18 in the last story for sure. And had only been 18 for a couple months. This story takes place where I was 18, almost 19. This takes place in the end of July. Um, the day T-Bone broke up with her, I was in my Nana's car. With my Nana, was getting ready to go stay the night at her house. So I'm all packed up. I got my overnight bag. I got some other little things that I needed. And I get a call from Glorin as we're at the gas station on is pumping up the gas because we had to go pick up my cousin from school and then drop her off at home and then we were going to go back to Nana's and hang out. I get a call. My Nana's outside pumping the gas from Glorin just hysterically crying, super upset, devastated. T-Bone had literally just dumped her and left. So she calls me and is so upset and the first thing I said is, dude, you need me to come there? And she said, yes. So... When my grandma gets in the car, I explain to her the the what was going on and that after we dropped my cousin off at home, could she take me to Glorin's? She agreed to take me to Glorin's and so we did our little drop off of my cousin and off to Glorin's I went. I walk in the door and as soon as I get there, she's on the couch. This girl was always in sweats or pajamas unless we were going out somewhere or unless she went somewhere with her dad. She was always in her sweats and pajamas and always at home, which I don't blame her. I'm kind of the same way now, but I was just like, you knew your boyfriend was going to come over and you didn't even bother to dress up. Like, even if it was just a t-shirt and jeans or something, like make it look like you're trying a little bit, girl. But I digress. I digress. I digress. Anyways, so her and I sit there for a little bit and we just like hug it out on the couch because she's crying and she's upset. So after a little while, she kind of stops crying, pulls herself together a little bit, and we go into the back bedroom where the boys usually slept or will usually wear, I think I called him Jandy in the last story, where Jandy usually slept. So her and I are in Jandy's room. And so we're sitting there. And he had a computer in his room, so we start researching different stuff, or she does, and starts looking into different stuff. Now, it may come as no surprise that I've kind of dabbled off and on in, like, candle magic and love spells and all that kind of stuff. And this was actually really my first attempt at candle magic. I tried other little things growing up as a teenager because, you know, curiosity. And all of a sudden, she tells me, like, Hey, my grandma needs me to go to the store for her to get groceries in a little bit. Write this down. And I was like, what? And she throws me a notebook and pen and she says, we're going to get a pink candle. We're going to get a white candle. We're going to get a lighter. Well, I had a lighter, but she, for some reason we needed a new one for this, which I later learned um, for spells and other stuff, you usually want to have a their own lighter for those kinds of things, which I don't think is necessarily true, but I've heard that a lot. Um, so we want a pink candle, a white candle, a red candle, a lighter, and some essential oils. I think, I don't remember the essential oils, but there was a couple of essential oils she needed as well. So she's like, that's what we're going to get. 
Well, as we're researching this and writing it all down and talking about where and how we're going to go do all this, um, it said it needed to be done by moonlight, of course. So that meant we had to do it outside at nighttime where we had to be very careful about where we did this because her dad was just not having it. In fact, he walked in on this as we were researching this and talking about it and came in, saw what we were doing, freaked out and said, Lauren, I will not have you be doing this shit in my house. Like, you do that kind of shit, you open yourself up to a world of shit. You don't know what you're doing. You don't know what you're dealing with. There's all kind of shit that could go wrong. And you're inviting all kind of shit here. You're not doing it in my house. So don't even go there. He's like, your mom used to be into that kind of shit and she... And some crazy shit happened, so, like, it's not happening. Like, don't even try it. So we're just like, all right. And we assured him, like, no, we're not going to do that. We promise. We promise. So he's like, you better not do that. So we're just like, okay. And, of course, of course we're saying no, but in the back of our minds, we're like, now we hella got to do it because we want to see what fucking happens. So... (laughs) So basically the love spell was she was going to like say this little spell um, and this little incantation under the moonlight. The moon vase matters, but at the time she didn't care. She's just like, I need to get my boyfriend back. I need T-Bone to come back to me. He's in love with me. He just needs to like have a spell on him to know it. That's another thing with spells. They can't mess with free will. People will have free will no matter what your intentions are. So, you know. Kind of like on Fairly, Fairly Odd Parents and the rules, when he makes a wish, the wish cannot mess with other people's free will. Basically just like that. So, um, we go to the store for her grandma. And I remember her dad had left, so he couldn't really give us a ride to the store. But it's fine. We were down to walk on, on foot and down to like not let her dad go in with us because that way we could go buy all our supplies and him not know shit because he was gone. So... <laughs> We buy all our stuff, we check out, we get all the stuff we need, we go home, go about our evening like like nothing is going on. We hide our we hide the candles and all the supplies like in my stuff thinking like, well the boys won't go looking through my shit. Like they never did. So I knew they wouldn't go looking through my shit. So we hid it in my stuff and we're waiting, just waiting and waiting and waiting. For like either the boys to leave or get distracted and then we go out into the backyard. And usually when we went in the backyard they had like a carport and then a fence that that kind of cut the paved area in half. And then on the other side was like a little shed area and a laundry area like on the other side of the carport. Does that make sense? Well if you walk around they have this whole yard, this whole giant yard that we almost never used. And never went in. But there was another big shed out there. So we were like, can we do it inside the shed? And she's like, no, because there's a bunch of stuff being stored in there that's like storage. We can't go inside it, especially not with flames. So we're just like, okay. Well, they had this long strip of cement running through her backyard because the people who own the house used to park an RV there, but they didn't anymore. So she's like, I know where we're going. We're going to that strip of cement out there and we're going to sit out there. Um and do the do the thing so we light all the candles and here's the thing she saw that we had to let the candles burn all the way down silly her but like two little short little like tiny candles that were red and white 
and then the big pink seven day candle. So I'm like, Lauren, this candle is very big. Like we can't sit here all night and let it burn out. And she told me we will if we have to, because I'm getting T-Bone back. I am getting him back. Like we're going to sit here all night. We're going to sit here as long as it takes. And I'm just like, okay then. So out into the backyard we go. We light the candles. We like do the drops of essential oils on them. Do whatever else we need to do. And then we just sit there. And she says the incantation a couple different times and then we're meditating. So we sit there in silence. Probably, it felt like forever, but it was probably only five or ten minutes. And then she starts telling me like, what if we talk about like good memories we have of my relationship with T-Bone? And I said, I only have very few because we only went on one or two double dates with Bayan. And then a couple times when we had pizza or whatever here and he came over like that's the only memories I have of you two together like and then when you guys helped me move into my house and it was just me unpacking while you guys made out and basically did everything but dry hump in my in my face like girl what you want me to do and she's like okay so I'll talk about my good memories of him and then you can talk about how good of a person he is and maybe it'll like charge the spell and make it like work faster or whatever. So I'm like, okay, sure, whatever. So we're sitting out there and we're just talking and then talking all of a sudden turns into just like literally just talking, just like talking, not just necessarily about T-Bone, but just like about everything. And all of a sudden we start hearing sounds, different rustling sounds in the bushes, different sounds in the back alley. And we're thinking, wait a minute. So we start looking around and everything stops and it goes back to being silent except for us talking for a few minutes. And again, we start hearing these noises. We're hearing like tapping, we're hearing knocking, we're hearing people whispering and we're just like, what the fuck is this? What the fuck is this? Like, so at this point, her and I are kind of creeped out. So we start like saying like, what should we do? Like, we need to go back in the house. And she's like, no, we need to sit with the candles. And I'm like, but we're out here with whatever this is. And like, we need to go back in the house. And she's like, but if we go back in the house, this, whatever this is might follow us in there. Like, no girl, like we ain't going to get away from this thing. So let's just like do the candles, do the love spell, get T-bone back and just ignore whatever it is. And I'm like, this thing is whispering at us. This thing is knocking. This thing is tapping on different locations. First, the tap would be on the shed and then it would be on the fence at the like front of the house. And then it would be like on a trash can over by like the back of the house, like different in different places, like and then in the back alleyway, and then we would hear whispering from different locations. And I'm just like, how the fuck is this happening? Because there's not people back there. There was nobody running through the grass. We didn't hear any of that. After a while, we just started hearing the tapping and the knocking and the whispering. And then we start realizing whatever is happening, things like little pebbles and sticks and stuff are being thrown at us. And we're just like, what the fuck is this now? Like, we need to go in the house. Like, this is not a joke. Like, we did this wrong. What your dad said came true. 
like whatever we did invited something here something that's not good something that doesn't like that we did this and now we're screwed like let's go back in the house so we go back in the house and we're just panicking okay we're just like what the fuck like what the fuck just happened like there's a demon outside and it's gonna come in here and get us and we're sitting in this one like little side bedroom not the back bedroom we we had the computer on but the other one and we're sitting there and we're talking and we're almost in tears like what the fuck is going on? And then all of a sudden we hear a bunch of knocking on the window, knocking on the wall, knocking on the door. And we're just like, what the fuck is happening? Like it followed us inside. And, and she's like, I told you, I told you we should have just stayed outside because whatever it is followed us inside. And then we run to the door, we yank it open and we're going to run out to her grandma and just go tell her grandma everything because her grandma and her dad go to church. And we're thinking, you know, because you go to church and you read the Bible, like maybe you could like pray with us and whatever this is, will just go away. And as we yank the door open, we're met by none other than Jandy. And he just starts hysterically laughing. Jandy, DJ, and some of their friends were hiding in the backyard because they knew they saw us come in with the candles. Somebody saw us come in with the candles and hide them. So they knew what we were going to do and wanted to scare us. When I tell you, we were pissed, we were pissed. We went out to go get the candles and like relight them and do all that and sit there and let them burn the rest of the way out. They had basically destroyed them. Like they'd broken the the seven day candle. The other ones had been smashed and like the things of essential oils we had like were dumped out all over the ground. And so like Lauren's upset. She's like, we paid money for this. Like, that's not fair. And they basically explained like, like, yeah, like, but you don't know what you're doing. You, and we didn't at the time. We really didn't. We literally found one thing on like Wikipedia or WikiHow on how to do that and thought we totally can do this. We didn't know to cleanse. We didn't know to, to like put a circle out. None of that. We didn't do any of that. So really, her dad was right. We could have been inviting anything, any sort of energy to contact us, any sort of spirits to contact us, not just doing a love spell, but like we were like literally saying things like, if someone is here, like, please come talk to us. Like literally anything could have came through and contacted us and we would have had no idea and we would have not known how to get rid of it. So her dad was essentially right. Um, and as far as I know, because her dad never said anything to me and usually with stuff like that, her dad would, would say something to me about it later. He never did. So as far as I know, her brothers and their friends didn't tell on us, but, um, we never attempted to do anything like that again because we just didn't want to mess with it. Although I did bring a couple candles to her house later because we were going to try something, but then wound up changing our mind and not doing it because we watched, of course, this is what we watched. We watched um, The Exorcist, so that made us change our minds and we're just like, nope, not doing it again. Anyways, that was my longest story and I'm going to move on to the next two stories
Forgive me for I thought I had gone in chronological order. I hadn't. Um, this story takes place, it's the same summer as all, as when I moved in the whole Glorin, the two Glorin stories, but takes place actually right before these two stories happen. Um, I had moved, I was hanging out with Christofferson a lot, and I was going to, um, the, the concert in the park a lot. I had another friend who we'll call her Becky. I had a friend called Becky who she went to concert in the park and I had at this point stopped talking to Christofferson and I wasn't sure if I wanted to go to concert in the park that night or not. It was kind of like humming and hawing of like, do I really want to go or do I not want to go? What am I doing? Blah, blah, blah. Because I no longer had been. Christofferson and I weren't talking. And so she was just like, yeah, come out and hang out with me, blah, blah, blah. And I can give you, like, if you meet me there, um, I can give you a ride home. And I'm like okay, cool, like, if you can at least give me a ride home, that would be great, because I don't want to walk home, and I don't want to put up with, like, Jan having to come get me and him griping about it. So, I meet up with her there, we walk around a while, we see another kid we know, his name is Cam, and we talk to Cam for a while, walk around with him, and then Cam ditches us, which is fine, I, Cam was a creep anyways, I, that's a whole other story. Um... And as we're walking around watching concert in the park or whatever, all of a sudden this guy approaches us. I'll call him Dragon Man <laughs> for the continuation of the story because I don't remember his name and I don't remember what he introduced himself as. All I know is he took us over to this place called in the park, like on the other end of the park from the amphitheater. And we walked over there and he's showing us this little dragon not little it was actually quite large it came up to my knees this dragon statue thing that he had like it was children clearly a children's toy but like for like older kids like so it was like actually creepy looking and he's like this is um i forget the name he gave it but it was something magic dragon not puff not Puff the Magic Dragon, but some other thing. And he's like, yeah. And, like, I just found him here. And, like, he's super cool. And, like, I look back on it now. He, clearly he was tripping on, tripping balls. Like, he was tripping balls on something. Um, but he's like, yeah, I've been talking to him. And, like, he's been telling me shit. And he told me to come find you. And I was just like, oh, no. Like, my friend Becky literally took off like ditches me and I'm like no I have to go back to where my friend is I have to go back to where my friend is like please just leave, leave me alone like that's a nice dragon statue but I have to go like so I try to get away from him I go to find Becky and he follows me despite my best efforts and despite me telling this man multiple times dragon man please don't follow me I'm here with my friend like please don't like I don't have time for this like I don't I can't hang out with you I'm here with someone else like please just go like he continues to follow me and harp on and on about this stupid dragon thing. And I'm just like, it got so bad that my friend Becky was just like standing off to the side like, Haha, nervous laughter, cheeky grin, don't want to be here, bye. So, um, concert in the park starts to end and I've been hanging out near, at least near where she is. And she kind of keeps looking over at me like, what the fuck? And I'm just like, what the fuck? Back. And so finally it ends and I'm like, hey, like, I'm ready to go if you're ready to go. And she tells me, oh, um, I can't actually give you a ride because there's not enough room in the car. So. And then I said, well, what do I do to get home? Like, 
you told me you were going to give me a ride. What do I do to get home? And she says, oh, um, go with your friend. Like, go with your friend. Girl, he is not my friend. I don't know him. I'm not just going to take off with him. And she's like, well, then I don't know. But she's like, um, Cam's around here somewhere. He could give you a ride. Or like, there's people over there that we know from school. They could give you a ride. Like, go find somebody that you know and have them give you a ride. I can't give you a ride. And I, I look, looking back on this now, I am almost 100% sure she didn't want to give me a ride because she thought that Dragon Man was going to try to hop in the car with us. Which I don't blame her. I probably, I probably wouldn't have done the same thing. I probably would have rescued myself. So straight up, Becky, you're a fucking bitch for not helping a sister out and helping me get away from Dragon Man. But, you know, since you broke girl code and I don't talk to you anymore anyways, that's besides the point. Anyways, so I just decide, whatever, I'm going to fucking walk home. And so I start walking. And as I'm walking past the other end of the park... Dragon Man is following me and asking me, like, do you need me to walk you home? Like, I can walk you home. And I'm telling him, no, don't walk me home. I can get home fine. I can get there on my own. Please leave me alone. Like, please just go away. And he keeps telling me, no, like, it's not safe for girls to walk by themselves. And I'm I'm like, yes, I know that. It's not safe for girls to walk by themselves because people like you, Dragon Man, like, fuck off. And of course, I'm not, I'm saying all this in my head, but it's coming out as, oh, no, thank you. Like, I don't need you to walk me. I'm okay. No, thank you. Like, please. No, thanks. Like, like I said, I am very anxiety ridden and I've been taught that you need to be polite to people. Although now through personal experience, I've learned to basically tell people to fuck off when I need to. Back then though, I hadn't quite learned that lesson yet. And, um, so this man continued to walk me home and go on some psychobabble bullshit about this fucking dragon statue. And as we're walking, by the way, which he made me carry the fucking dragon everywhere with me. And I'm just like carrying it as we're walking. And he's just talking about how this dragon can do so much for me. It's like magical, man. Like you can, this thing, it's so fucking awesome. Like you, like, oh my God, it belongs with you. You, you belong to it now and it belongs with you. And I'm just like, the fuck? the fuck are you on bro like and that he he knew he stumbled upon it for a reason and its reason was to bring it to its rightful home and that was my house and i'm just like you ain't coming to my house like you ain't coming to my house bro fuck off So finally we get a couple blocks from my house and I start thinking like, holy shit, we're almost to my house. Like, I really do need to get rid of this dude. How am I going to do this? Like, fuck, what do I do? And he starts talking about like, how much longer are we going to go? Because we literally had to walk from across town. So it took about two hours, two hours or close to it. And I start telling him, you know, my house is right here. And I'm just pointing at like a random house. Like, this is my house. Like, I'm going to go inside now. You need to leave. And he's just like, I need to leave. I do need to leave. I do need to leave. And I'm just like, yeah, you need to go. Like, you have stuff to do. Remember, you were telling me you had all kind of shit you needed to go do. And he's just like, you're right. I do. And I'm just like, yeah, so like go and then I'll just go home. And then he's just like, all right, cool. Because this has been like a really long walk. I don't know how much longer I can go. And I'm just like, yeah you should leave. You should go, go do whatever you're going to do. And he's like, all right, cool. 
bye. And I'm just like, bye, do you want the dragon statue? And he's like, no, remember, it's for you. And I'm just like, okay. <laughs> and then I walked the rest of the two or three blocks home to my house by myself with this fucking dragon statue. Like, I should have just stitched it in the gutter. I don't know why I didn't. But um, looking over my shoulder every couple seconds to make sure this dude is not following me to my house. He didn't, thank God. I'm like so worried that he's going to follow me to my house. As soon as I get to my house, I literally chuck the dragon statue into the yard and just run into my house and lock my doors because I'm like, dear Lord, like if he's somewhere, like I don't want him to fucking find my house. And if he followed me, I don't want him to fucking try to come in here. Like he didn't follow me, but that was my mindset. So I go in, I go to bed and life proceeds like normal. Months go by with this stupid dragon statue, like, just laying in our yard, like our front garden flower bed of our yard. <laughs> and finally, Jan one day comes to me and is like, hey, so, like, it's cool if I throw that away, right? Like, you're not attached to it. You don't need it. Where did you even get that? And I was just like, um, I don't want to talk about it. Like, I didn't tell him the full story. I just told him I found it at the park and, like... My friend thought it would be funny if I brought it home. And he was just like, oh, okay, so, like, I can throw it away then. And I was just like, yeah, go ahead. And he's like, cool, because, like, it looks really bad to just have it sitting in front of our house. And I'm just like, cool, like, throw it away then. And then he did. And that was the end of the Dragon Man and Dragon Statue story. Um, I have never heard of Dragon Man, nor have I seen him again. And if I did, I didn't know it was him and he never spoke to me. So, uh, Dragon Man, you fucking weirdo, high-ass, psycho person, please, dear God, let's never meet each other again. Alright, so this last story is going to be a quickie. A little impromptu because I realized... I didn't plan two more stories. I only had Dragon Man planned out. So here we go. This also takes place, Lauren, and it's now almost fall, like the end of September, beginning of October. Her and I had discovered this video on YouTube of we were watching kids who say inappropriate things, but they don't know what they're saying and just laughing hysterically. One came on of a little boy who would say, fuck cock. And his mom was trying to get, I think she was trying to get him to say drumstick or something like that. But he was saying, fuck cock. And we just thought this was the most hilarious thing in the world. So much so that we adopted it as a phrase that we would just randomly yell throughout the day at each other. Or just into the, into the void. Um, fuck cock. Fuck cock. Fuck cock. So that night when we went on our walk... We, every two seconds, was fuck cock, fuck cock, and we're yelling it hella loud. Finally, we get to the crosswalk to go up over the highway to get back to her house, because we're done now, and we're just randomly yelling, fuck cock, fuck cock, fuck cock, and there's a lady at the, at the red light. She had her window down, and every time we would yell it, she would look over at us and give us a dirty look or shake her head, and finally... I yelled it one last time, and this woman damn near took us out because she flipped a bitch, ran up onto the sidewalk, and said, 
Do you girls think you're being funny? You don't even know me. Like, why are you yelling this at me, blah, 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 and we're trying to explain. We're not yelling it at you. Like, we're literally just yelling it just to yell it. And she's like, no, that's not funny. Like, that's people don't think that's fucking funny. People think you're talking to them, and you know what? It's really rude, and you need to fucking stop. And she's, like, going off on us. And she said, you're lucky I'm nice. Some people wouldn't be nice. You know, some people out here... They have like guns and knives and shit. And if you yelled that shit at them, they'd be so up your ass, blah, 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 like going off on us. And we're just like, okay, thank you. Have a good night. And finally we're like, Hey, you're light, you're light, you're light. And she takes off right as the light turns yellow and hauls ass back across the street. And we're just like, what the fuck? We're lucky there was no traffic there or there. She would have caused a major wreck. She literally pulled a circle in the intersection to come back and almost run us over. Then pulled another circle going the wrong way on the wrong side of the road to get back to the other side of the road and go across the yellow light so um we were pretty shaken up by this it actually did kind of scare us because we really did think she was gonna like run us over because she when she was going across the light she was still yelling at us like so we were like gonna continue walking around her neighborhood a little bit but after that we were like no let's go home because that lady was fucking psycho and she was fucking pissed and she might come running around trying to find us so we ran across the light as soon as it was time for us to go and we ran all the way back to her house shaking the whole way because we literally almost got killed and when I say we literally almost got killed I mean this lady came within an inch of me within an inch maybe even less than that if I would have like been standing up closer on the curb she would have hit me and I would have been dead like that's how close she came to us So now that I've told these stories, a lot of them are more weird than and kind of creepy than really that scary. But next week, it'll just be scarier. So stay tuned for next week's scarathon because it's going to be a good one. Um, and I will see you then.